This is Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And oh man, is it cool to see some smiling faces after a game. We're live here in the Heineken MVP club at Audi Field where DC United have just taken down expansion team Inter-Miami Club de Football on two second half goals for the black and red. And my name is John Lee. I'm joined this week by Joshua Morgan and Michael Black. And we're going to break down the whole game for you. My friends, boy, it's cool to get three points, yeah? That's that's all I'm focused on right now. We got three points. It might have not been the prettiest. It might have not been the you know the cleanest match ever, but we got three points, and it's the first of the season. Let's go. I think we're all trying to figure out just what the hell happened there. That was uh, quite the game, especially in that second half there. Yeah, uh, so it, it was, a, like I said, it wasn't the cleanest game. It wasn't the most polished game. But DC and I come away with three points, so we can't be mad at a 2-1 win, right? Well, yeah, and, and I mean, it, it couldn't have started off much worse. A goal in the second minute for Pissarro for Inter-Miami, and uh, the thoughts of last week's late collapse came back real, real quick. It was a physical first half, but we got through it. Right, so I, I looking ahead to this match, after watching Miami go toe-to-toe with LAFC, I was a little bit worried. Um, uh, Inter-Miami looked like they were a legit team. They were ready to go. And, you know, I didn't think DC United would be able to, to compete with that kind of energy. But, you know, uh, signing like Pizarro is going to get on the score sheet eventually. And, uh, unfortunately, that happened in the second minute. It seemed like that changed the form of the match. But, luckily, DC United's men were able to pull through and get the result. Yeah, you know, full credit to Inter-Miami. You know, that's their first goal in the history of the club and you know that's a, a huge moment for them but honestly those first five minutes make you think back to dc united of old giving up quick goals coming out not ready but you know fortunately they were able to turn it around especially in that second half the, that first 15 minutes of the second half really uh changed the tone of the game and uh, got us the result yeah and, and you know coming out after the first half it, there was a point in this game where miami went up two nil I mean, and it came back on VAR, and, and thank God it did. And it wasn't long after that, Yamil Assad drills a penalty home in the 59th minute to level the score for the black and red, and Frederic Briant with the game winner in the 61st minute. Yeah, absolutely, you know, amazing execution on set pieces there. You know, two set pieces from Gressel setting up the PK, and then the rebound by uh, Frederic Briant. That's uh, that's quite incredible. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great way to get a first win of the season, and uh, and we've got a huge crowd here uh, in the Heineken MVP Club, and we're super excited. We're going to throw it to break early tonight, but right after break, we've got a special guest tonight, one of my favorite players in the league. It's Paul Ariola, and he's coming up right after the break. Stay with us here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes can't listen to us live on youtube fine tried and true the dc united postgame podcast on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts stitcher youtube or pocket cast the morning after the match tried and true the dc united postgame podcast presented by heineken we'll be back in less than 90 seconds Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU, or text us at 
6328. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU or email us at TriedAndTrueDCU at gmail.com. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. We're back here on Tried True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken, and we've got a very special guest tonight. He's one of my favorite players for the Black and Red and for the Stars and Stripes. It's Paul Ariola. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Super excited to, to have you here, and so is the crowd. And, and Paul, we've got to start out with a question that's on everyone's mind. How are the Pugs doing? <laughs> The uh, the pugs are good. The pugs are good. They've, uh, you know, they're just doing the pug the pug life and <laughs> hanging out. My my girlfriend uh, has had to do it by herself uh, the past couple of weeks. So you know, I mean, the question should be for her, not for me. But, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll answer for her. Yeah, they're, they're great. Well, that's good to hear. And and you know, Paul, obviously it's it's been a tough couple of weeks for you, and we're all uh, we're all devastated with with what's been going on. Um, but how is recovery going? You, you seem to be in good spirits. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Obviously, today is day 12 um, since, since the surgery. Um, you know, I can't lie. It's, it's been hard. It's, you know, there hasn't been a, a, a time that I thought that this is, this is easy. Um, but each day, you know, getting better and, and, and finding the, the, the little things that matter and the, the, little, the little wins that you get, uh, you know, whether it's your quad being able to to strengthen whether it's you know you being able to walk up some stairs um yeah so so i've i've listened to players like benny fellhopper and sal zizzo and, and Igapara talk about a serious injury like this and as a soccer player this is a, your, your livelihood how does it feel uh coming back with the full support of the crowd with the front office how does that feel uh, coming back from an injury like this it's great you know they they obviously motivate me um you know as, as much as they can and, and, and the self-motivation and the, the determination that I have to, you know, to be the best and, and to come out uh, of this stronger. Uh, like you said, it's a, it's a horrible injury. Um, it's a long recovery, uh, you know, whether that's six, seven, eight, nine months, even more for, for some players, um, you know, to, to have everyone from, from the owner, Jason, all the way down, uh, you know, to, to anyone uh, within the club. Everyone has been so supportive. The fans have been amazing. Um, and, and you know that's this is the reason why I'm here. This is why the the reason I was here uh, last week, sitting in the cold, um, supporting the team and, and and cheering the team on with you guys. Uh, you know, it, you know this is this is my club. This is this is what I love to do. And, and anyone that knows me knows that 
you know, whether it's on the field or off the field, whatever, you know, whoever I play for, whatever emblem I have, you know, I, I give it my all. So uh, still trying to do that, obviously, off the field. Uh, it'll be a different role, but uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah uh, speaking of uh, playing for the emblem, when you're not wearing the black and red, you're wearing the stars and stripes. Greg Barhalter seems to absolutely love you. He's called you up almost every single time because you are that hardworking player, that, that guy that can create opportunities because he just works hard. And, um, obviously, there's a setback, but we're missing out on you in this Olympic qualifiers. How soon do you think you'll be back in that U.S. men's national team picture? Yeah, I think obviously as, as soon as I can. Uh, you know, it's obviously not going to be something that I, you know, I get healthy and all of a sudden I'm back with the national team. It's something that you have to work on uh, first with your club. And, and uh, the, the mentality is obviously to, to, to get me back to that level, uh, you know, to help the, the team, especially during World Cup qualifiers, whether it's this year, whether it's next year. Um, you know, it, those things are obviously goals that I have. Um, and, you know, like I said, it, it's just one day at a time. And, you know, that's still a long way from now. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. They've also been great, everyone from from the national team and, and the brother the brotherhood that we have the culture uh you know the, the coaching staff the you know the president every everyone has really uh you know stuck by me and, and done a great job well it, and it's super exciting to hear that paul and we know you've you've always been a, a big fan of the black and red ever since you joined us and it, it for the listeners here uh in the heineken club or if you're listening to us live on youtube live if you've got questions for paul um go ahead and send those in using the hashtag tried and true DCU. We've certainly got a number of things we can talk to Paul about, but we want you to be part of the show, so that's the hashtag tried and true DCU. Yeah, and you know, Paul, it's great to see you out here and supporting the team, and just want to see your thoughts on what was really an exciting game, especially that, that second half there. Yeah, it was, it was obviously a tough game, and you know, speaking you know, on the team's behalf, I think we, we put ourselves in trouble early on in the game, um, and, and I think for a lot of us, the the honest, the honest, you know, truth is we want to be amazing at home like we were when we first got to Audi Field. Um, and I think every time that, that the team steps on the field, we have the opportunity to, to do that, to, 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 to start a streak, to, to get on, you know, a hot streak at home. Because obviously, uh, you know, you have to win your home games in this league. And, and people, people know that, you know, based on, on the successful teams and the success, the success story. So, um, you know, I thought it was a, it was a, it was a difficult start. Um, you know, honestly, I thought Miami would, you know, came out obviously after that and, and controlled the game uh, for a lot of it. And, and you know, for us, it's it was nice to be able to, to you know, get the call and, and obviously the, the penalty kick right afterward. And then look, it was a, we won the game in 10 minutes. Um, and, right. Exactly. And, yeah. and sometimes that's how you need to win a game. Uh, you know, sometimes you need the cards to, to fall your way. And uh, it was nice to see that, especially at home. Um, you know, for, for a team that, that we obviously needed a win after last week's uh, uh, play. So for us, it was, it was important, you know, not, not, not necessarily how we played, but just the, the fact that we were able to win, uh, you know, is all that really matters to us. And, you know, we'll, we'll see that at the end of the, the season. Sure. You, you know, you saw a lot of grit out of the team out there too, you know, having to make two subs in that first half there. You know, I'm sure as a player, you've got to be sitting there feeling for your guys out there and really trying to grit it out. And, yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, right now when, you know, I'm fresh out of a surgery. I'm watching guys fall, and I'm, you know, it's making me cringe. And I'm telling everyone, man, this is, this is scary. This is, you know, this is not good. Um, and, and you know, obviously the, the two subs, it's tough for us. But uh, I thought the guys that, that stepped in, they did a great job. Uh, you know, I thought Eric uh, Sorga did a, did an amazing job, uh, working hard. And, and you know, obviously he has a couple chances in the end to, to finish off the game. He doesn't, but uh, you know, nonetheless, we we still get a win. And, and you know, hard work goes a long way. 
Um, you know, so I, you know, I thought he did a great job. Does Eric refer to himself as the Estonian Messi, or is that just like a fan <laughs> thing around him? No, it's just a fan <laughs> thing. This guy, he is so quiet. Let me tell you, he is probably the quietest guy in the locker room. That's funny. So, so Paul, you know, you've been around the team for for a while. Who's one of your favorite players to hang out with off the pitch? Is it still Russell Canales? Yeah, I mean, if you've ever hung out with Russell, you know that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's my guy. Uh, that's you know one of my best friends. Uh, he's great. You know, he he's amazing. He's uh, definitely my my number one. Yeah, and so we've seen like a not a little bit of a partnership, but a, like a connection between the new signing Julian Gressel and Russell Canals. How do you combat the, you know, is it encroaching on your friendship or is it like all three of you are best pals? Now how's that no, work? Yeah, I mean, it's every, everyone's welcome. You know, everyone's welcome uh, in my heart. Uh, Julian's a great guy as well. Um, you know, but, but I'm not too worried that, that Julian will, uh, that Julian will replace me in, in Russell's heart. <laughs> well, so, and speaking of, of, Russell, who just signed a new contract with DC United, we do have a, a question from Twitter, uh, wondering if of the, all of the things going on with you this season, is is a new contract something that's on your radar? <laughs> you can plead the fifth. You can also fun. not answer. I'm just reading from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I would. You know, obviously we we were in we were in negotiations. Um, you know, obviously in the, in the beginning of, of preseason, and, and we've had just a, some talks. Um, but uh, you know, as as of right now, I think. You know, for the for the club's sake and, and for my you know for my own sake and, and what really matters is my knee. You know, and, and I think you know as long as I focus on that and, and with the support of the club and, and the players and the fans, uh, everything else will will you know come come into play. Uh, but you know, I, lo- I love being here. I love uh, you know playing at Audi in front of everyone. I think the fans are amazing. Um, you know, since the first day I got here at, at RFK when we you know were in last place the almost the entire time that I was there. Uh, you know, it, it was. You know, it, it's a special. It's a special club, club with a lot of history and a club I'm proud to be a part of. Yeah, well, and, and Paul, we're, we certainly hope everything works out off the field for you to come back and, and, and spend plenty of time here uh, in the black and red, especially once the, the the knee gets healed. It was it was certainly a dream of mine to have you on the show, uh, and, and we hope to have you on talking about a game-winning goal. But there's still plenty of time left for that. You know, down the road. <laughs> Definitely, can't wait for that. So, well, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Paul, and for all the questions coming in on Twitter. Uh, We're going to throw it to break, and we'll be back to break down the rest of the game and to talk more about what's up next for DC United. So this is Stay Here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Can't listen to us live on YouTube? Fine. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or Pocket Cast the morning after the match. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 90 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU, or text us at 202-892-6328. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. 
Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag tridandtruedcu or email us at tridandtruedcu at gmail.com. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. This is Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Still coming at you live from the Heineken MVP Club here at Audi Field. The crowd's thinning out a bit, but we've got a lot to talk about because we had three goals tonight. Actually, four if you got the one that was called back on VAR. <laughs> and as I mentioned earlier, it started real, real early. As a matter of fact, the three of us didn't even make it to our seats yet. We were watching uh, closer to field level, and it, it came apart real early. It's, it's a goal... Uh, it, they could have had two. They could have had two in the first two minutes. Uh, but Pissarro puts it in the back of the net in the second minute. It, guys, what happened? Yeah, so uh, I think we saw last week that LAFC liked to play it down the wings and, and then push it in the middle. And that's exactly what happened in the second minute of the game. They played it down the wings and they crossed it in. And who does it, who does it find? Pizarro, their DP signing for Monterey, who, I mean, I don't think had the best performance in week one, but he, he's, a, he's a Mexico national team starter most of the time. He's going to get on the ball, and he's going to finish it, and that's what he did in the second minute. And he put D.C. United down one nothing. and I, you know, I'll come out. I felt bad about this game immediately when that happened. Two minutes in, and we can see to Miami, that's, that's not a good look. Yeah, you know, anytime you give a player with the quality of Pizarro open space, front of the net, you know, he's going to find a way to put it in the back of the net. And frankly, we were lucky not to be down two goals, uh, you know, that quick five minutes in, but... You know, fortunately, the game settled down a bit, and you know, while Miami seemed to control the possession, uh, didn't weren't able to capitalize the rest of that half. Well, it, the chances certainly settled down a bit in the first half, but it was much more physical than anything we saw in Week One. I think for either team, I mean, the, the game against Colorado was not super physical here at Audi Field, and and there were whistles left and right, and it, it was exciting to watch in the first half. I mean, we were, we were certainly all frustrated to be down, but the intensity certainly picked up. Absolutely, you know, and you, know, you talk about you know a physical game and you know referee getting involved. That's kind of what changed the game. Come second half, you know, fifty fourth minute, you got a red card given to Roman Torres for what apparently was a uh, denying his obvious goal scoring opportunity. Handball uh, had the opportunity to pull back a, a goal at the other end and. Us here in the stadium are just trying to figure out uh, what on earth happened. Wait. Right? Yeah, it's it's so confusing because two years ago without VAR, we don't we don't have that. You know, uh, a goal. We saw the scoreboard at Audi Field tick to one-two for Miami, and, and then afterwards it, it goes to video review, and then, uh, like a, like I said, we're standing in the stands saying, "What's happening?" Well, and I'll tell you. I mean, we saw a, a good DC United attack building, and I, and I remember being very, very openly frustrated with Julian Gressel for kind of stopping what felt like the run of play, throwing his hands up, complaining about a handball. I, 
I think I lost part of my voice yelling at Gressel for keep playing. But you know, he was I, right, right? He, it, he, he was correct that there was a handball, but it's always frustrating to see a player stop. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. At the end of the day, he was right. And so it goes to VAR, and, and, and what happens? Yeah. It yeah. comes back. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a great opening goal. Uh, not long after that, uh, it's a penalty given to uh, against East United, and uh, or sorry, given for East United rather. And and Yamil Assad steps up because what we didn't talk about in the yeah. first half <laughs> was the injury to uh, Ola Kamara early. And Joseph Mora early, early injury for Ola Kamara, and then uh, I mean, I throughout the week I said that I would love to see Eric Sorg on the game. I did not want to see him in place of Ola Kamara in the first half. Um, but I think he comes on and he does a good job at doing the things that a number nine is supposed to do. He holds up the ball well. Uh, maybe he lacked that, that last little bit that, that gets you to a Joseph Martinez or Kai Kamara level. But he, he, he filled the role as he should and, and provided DC United with a hold-up play that it needed. Absolutely. You know, he came in and filled a spot that we haven't really seen in a while. And you know, if there's been a complaint about this team, it's been a difficulty to finish and you know, finish those chances. You know, we saw two finishes today, both coming off set, set pieces, but you know, got to tip the hat to the guys for getting out there and really making it happen. Yeah, well, and while we're still, still on the first half, like talking injury subs, so Sorga came off for Kamar in the 15th minute, and then in the 48th minute of the first half, O'Neill Fisher comes on for Joe Moore. Fisher... Used to play right back for DC United before he had a terrible, terrible injury to his, I think, ACL and MCL. He comes on and plays on the other side of the back line than he's used to, and I think he showed well. I thought he looked fantastic today. It was so exciting to see O'Neill Fisher back. You know, he, he was such a key player in 2018 down the stretch when DC United were stringing wins together left and right to get back into the playoffs. And I remember watching him go down, and it was, it was devastating, and he couldn't make it back onto the field last season. And it's so exciting to see a guy like that come in. It's just a shame, you know, the, the circumstances that surrounded it made it a little bit less exciting, I think, for a lot of the folks in the right. stadium. But I thought he played great tonight. Right. And so, go, go. yeah. And, you know, I'll be the first to say that I was not expecting to see both wingbacks subbed out in this game. But, uh, you know, another return for Chris Dewey Achim, you know, yeah. showed up well. And, you know, that's another great comeback story there. So great to see the guys from D.C. getting healthy and getting back out there and really contributing. Right, so after, after the, the weird red card that came back from a goal for Miami and canceled that off the board, Emil Saad buries the penalty against the former Red Bull... Uh, Robles, who it I was so sweet to see Robles. Yeah, go yeah, the yeah. Way. That, was, that was so <laughs> satisfying. And so Assad buries that into the f opposite corner that he went to. And then uh, Brilliant gets his head on a goal. Yeah? You know, and full credit to Edison Flores for uh, getting in space to create an opportunity to earn that penalty. You know, I don't think there was any disagreement that, you know, definitely a penalty. And Yamil went directly for the ball, grabbed it, and, you know, buried in the back of the net. Yeah, and before we break down the, uh, the final goal, which, as, as Joshua alluded to, was, was Frederick Briant, and that's DC United with three goals on the season, two from the back line, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But we still want to hear from you, the fans. We've got a few tweets that we're going to get to here in just a second. But if you're listening to us live on YouTube Live, um, please tweet at the show using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU. That's hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU. And so that's a goal in the 50 – I just lost it here – 61st minute that uh, Frederic Briant heads home after a bit of a scramble in the box. And, it, you know, talking to some folks in the stands – we thought maybe at first it was a it was a cross and he just crushed it into the back of that it, it was glorious to see and the the stadium this stadium was as loud as I've heard it in a long long time. 
Oh yeah, you know th that capped off uh, you know that furious five minutes red card goal called back goals going the other way, and then to have Briant finish not at all like a defender. You know that's the quality you look for when from contributions across the board. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at another uh, text that we got from our, our text line from a fan. Uh, it's talking about Hamid's strong performance today, only allowing one goal during a, a match where he faced a lot of shots. I thought he had some solid saves. Some, some were kicked directly at him, and, and I'll give him that. But he had some, some really strong showings uh, throughout the match. No, he did. And, and thanks for mentioning the text line, Joshua. I forgot about that earlier. If you don't have Twitter and you'd like to join the show, you can always text us at 202-892-6328. That's 202-892-6328. And closing out the second half, it, it felt for a little while uh, that, that D.C. United perhaps weren't up a man. You know, for a while, Miami had a lot of possession. They were building. They were creating chances. There were some good saves by Hamid. But ultimately, down the stretch, we did what we needed to do and closed it out. Yeah, you know, you have to give credit to Miami for going after the game, being down a goal, down a player. You know, it's a tough situation uh, playing away from home, but they definitely kept on the front foot trying to push forward. You know, fortunately, D.C. United had the ball bounce their way a couple of times, a couple of big saves by Bill Hamid, and you know, really made it happen. You know, it right, and, and so what I'm walking away from this game is three points is three points, and we should have probably gotten six through the first two, uh, unfortunately to lose the collar. I don't want to bring it up because that was just a frustrating game, but <laughs> we got three points today and that's all that matters. Uh, I think as the season moves forward, this team will get better and better and form better patterns of play and chemistry and, and all that things that matter that, that leads the, the goal in the back of the net. Um, but I, I, I'm extremely happy with three points today. What else can you ask for, right? Yeah, and I think you know we're definitely in a fortunate position to get Inter Miami playing in their second game and their history of their club. You know, We'll see what happens come August when we face them again. But you know, sometimes that's the quirks of the schedule. You, you play who's up, you're up against, and while it is an expansion team, it's uh, clearly a team with a lot of ambition. So great to get three points today. Well, and it's a great segue into one of our questions from Twitter. Uh, James Lambert asks, "No goals from the run of play yet. Is anyone worried?" I'll be honest. I am. I I feel like Ben is really good at at coaching his role within a team. So Ben played at the number eight spot for DC United. I, I'm saying this wearing his jersey, that he played a gritty position where you were getting the ball back and forth. And I feel like that's how he coaches almost every position. And it doesn't lead to goals in the net. It, it leads to hardworking players who put do the right things in the right positions, but not necessarily this this beautiful form of attack. Like you have... Uh, you know, Alexander Arno overlapping on the wing and crossing things over. We, we don't have that at D.C. We have, you know, gritty players that will push forward and then create opportunities through that. Uh, and not that, man, I, I don't want to say that one is not better than the other, but it, it's currently working for Ben. I mean, he's made the playoffs how many times out of the last few years? A, a solid amount. But, yeah, it's concerning that we don't have a goal from open play yet. Yeah, and, you know, as fans, you come out here and you want to see a entertaining style of play, but it's hard to argue with the results. And you know, at the end of the day, unfortunately, Ben Olsen's not able to suit up and get out there on the field. You got you got to have creation from the folks who are out there making it happen. You know, obviously, you dealing with some injury concerns, still 
working some new pieces into the lineup, but you know, we're, I think we're all hoping that we settle in and start seeing some of those goals, you know, some of those exciting moments that you come out here to see. Yeah, I, th I think it, to me, I think it's coming. I, the, the team's getting used to playing together. Ola Kamar going down today really hurt, and it was exciting to see the team pull out three points after – Again, a, a couple key players go down and, and, and are, are subbed off in the first half. But I think it's coming. I, I think this team has the excitement. For the first time, you know, I really saw uh, Orejas. He had the exciting plays. He had a couple <laughs> a couple touches that I, I, and I, I squealed a little bit. I won't lie. You know, the, the exciting, whoo! And uh, it's, it's coming. It's coming together for this team. And, and there's a lot of games left. And, and they've got three points. You that's, know? My, that's my take from this game is that, while not fully complete, while on a short preseason, that we got the job done today. And hopefully, like I, I just bashed him for a style of play and for those beautiful goals that we haven't seen yet. But hopefully this is just the Band-Aid until that actually happens, until Flores is in the middle creating and Gressel's on the wing where I think he naturally belongs. He, played in the, he started in the middle today, but, I mean, every time this guy's on the field, he's just whipping and crosses and into great spaces and into great opportunities. Uh, I, I hope as we go into the season, we grow into that complete team that has a style of play, that has the beautiful buildup, uh, and scores goals from the run of play. Yeah, he had a couple great uh, – Gressel had a couple great long balls today. And it, like I said, I, I think it's coming. Uh, another question from Twitter. Stephen Hayne asks, do you think that's the last time we'll get to attack the north end in the second half until we have another expansion team coming Let's down? Let's talk about it. You're lucky that Sam Kastner is not on the mic today because she will fight this to her death. Like She loves loves to talk about this. The, the team should be attacking towards the supporter section at the end of the game every time because Absolutely. we have that energy. I, 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 don't, I mean, I'm part of the group, so I don't want to talk – like too too much of hype myself up too much, but the chants were ringing from that side. DC United. Da -da -da -da. It's hard to believe that the crowd would have been as hype if we don't go up two goals in the or a goal uh, score a second goal in the manner that we did tonight uh, it, it, towards the south end. And, and that's something against the south end, but doing that all in front of the supporters, the players, all of them were were just amped. They were getting the crowd into it even more. It's exciting. Right. And you heard Paul talk about how we're a factor in the game, and which, which, I mean, it feels good for me personally, like that I contribute, but I, I, I could never contribute as much as Paul. But it feels good that that's a part of the, the game aspect is that supporters being in. And, and so maybe we should always attack towards our end in the second half. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And the second half of games is when you pull it out. You saw DC United completely change the story with just that real five minutes there between the 54th and you know 60 minutes or so. Uh, we've got some history winning uh, big games coming this direction. You know, I think back to the Orlando game. You know, how could you forget? <laughs> absolutely. You know, Wayne Rooney pulling off uh, a little bit of magic there. Who scored the goal though? Luciano oh. Costa oh, yeah. with that uh, hat trick there. Uh, good things happen when you come to the supporters in the second half, and we saw that today. Yeah, and so with that, guys, it's time for us to award our man of the match. And I actually did not see who – actually, I did see who the team gave it to. The team gave it to Frederic Briand with his game-winning goal. Um, but, Joshua, I'll start with you. Do you agree, or are you going to give it to someone else? Man, I, I think I have to agree off a of default here. I, it was a very gritty performance, like, like we said throughout the, this podcast or this show, that DCI was only winning for maybe four, five, maybe ten minutes of this game. And in those 10 minutes, Briant showed up. He, he stopped defender or he stopped the attack. And then he got the goal to win the game and get DC United three points. 
you know, the first three points of the season, those are huge. So, so yeah, I, I agree with the team here, and I, I'm going to give mine to Frederick Beyond. Mr. Black. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's any uh, disagreement there about uh, the contribution that Frederick Beyond had in this game, and obviously having that goal to get us back in it is a huge factor. And I'm going to sound like I'm you know, taking the easy way out here, but frankly, without Bill Hamid standing up and being a Huge. force in the in the goal yeah. there keeping us in the game that first half because again we could easily been down two goals first five minutes you know if, if Hamid is not there making the saves keeping it close you know he's probably worth a goal a game and you saw that with the result tonight you got three points one goal win so Bill Hamid my man of the match yeah and uh, you know Sam Kastner somehow came up with leave this week it's our second <laughs> third if you will show and she's already on leave so uh, she's not here to not choose a man of the match <laughs> uh, but for me, uh, I said it earlier, the man of the match, it, it's got to go to O'Neill Fisher. It's so exciting to see him come back in. He put what in a, a story, great shift. right? What a story. It, it, yeah, and, and you know, we, we don't know yet what, uh, how serious um, the injury is to Joseph Moore, but we may be seeing more of him uh, than we expected. And I, it's, it's great to see him out there. I thought he put in a, a really good shift, and, and to me, he's the man of the match. Three well, defenders. Yeah. <laughs> kind of tells the story of the game right there. Three defenders voted man of the match. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, to start the show, three goals in the season for DC United, two of them coming from defenders. So looking ahead, uh, DC United obviously opening up with two straight home games. They've now got three of their next four on the road uh, away to FC Cincinnati next Saturday. That's a local broadcast, 5.30 p.m. on WJLA or uh, streaming online at DCUnited.com. That was a tricky and brutal way to end the season last year. We don't talk about that, John. Uh, <laughs> I never want to talk about that nine-man to 11-0-0 draw at Audi Field. This is a new season. We're going to leave that into the past. We're going to score goals against Cincinnati, who still aren't that good. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't think anyone wants to have a redo of what happened at the end of last year unless it's to throw the entire thing out and start from scratch so let's hope we uh, pull it out when we go into Ohio next week yeah and, and it's going to be interesting because after this game coach Ben Olsen confirming that both Joseph Moore and Ola Kamara left the game with hamstring injuries so it's really hard to put a timetable on that if that's something that's just a strain and then we can work it out or if it's something that's going to linger for a while it, it's probably a good thing that it's Cincinnati next week you know, they are one of the weaker teams, but I, I don't think it's going to be an easy win. It's never easy to win on the road in this league, and D.C. United have their work cut out for them, and it doesn't get any easier after that. They, it's an FS1 game on Sunday the 22nd at the Philadelphia Union. That's a game that we're super excited. We're going to have a lot of D.C. United fans away, the team giving away a Heck free yeah, season. Yeah, we'll be there, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's a free ticket to all season ticket members in, in, until they sold out, which it sounds like they already did, so going to be a big away end in that game, but Ooh, that's a team we just haven't beat in it feels like forever other than the open cup and preseason so we'll see what comes of these injuries and if if dc united can get can get back to good yeah you know paul Riola alluded to it earlier you've got to have a next man up mentality and really gonna have to gut it out especially with these next couple of games on the road it's gonna set the tone for how the year goes you've got to get points where you can and uh really try to pull it out and taking a look uh, around the grounds today, the MLS scoreboard, so far, D.C. United, the only team to collect all three points. The early games today, the New England Revolution uh, and Chicago Fire tying 1-1, as did Real Salt Lake and the New York Red Bulls. So that's exciting for D.C. United. Yeah. Red Bulls dropping a, a couple points away. Climbing at the table, baby. At Rio T. <laughs> uh, FC Dallas and Limpact du Montreal tied 2-2 uh, as well. So more points in the east being dropped east united of course the only win today 2-1 over inter miami at home and live right now in the 81st minute toronto fc 
is leading NYCFC 1-0. So later tonight, there are a few games on the schedule. Uh, we don't need to go through all of them, but obviously Atlanta United uh, tonight taking on FC Cincinnati, and we know Sam Kastner's there. Yeah, I, I talked her into going and experience that game. She should have a fun time. It should be 70,000 people there for an opener. You know, it's not quite the, the D.C. feel. You know, they don't have the tried and true there, but uh, it should be a fun match for her. Yeah, you know, in Atlanta dealing with a major ACL injury of their own, we'll uh, we'll see how they adjust losing their uh, former MVP uh, Joseph Martinez. You know, we'll be very interested to see that not only for the impact next week with uh, Cincinnati coming play DC and uh, at home there in Ohio, but uh, also this weekend. Other games tonight: Minnesota at San Jose. That's an 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Houston at Sporting Kansas City at 8:30. Orlando City at Colorado at 9. I think it'll be interesting to see, is Colorado the real deal? Did they get away with one last week? <laughs> They're playing Orlando this week, so it'll be an interesting barometer. Orlando. <laughs> they definitely pulled off uh, and got lucky last week. You know, D.C. put themselves in a position to lose the game. you got to shut it out earlier. But uh, I think we'll learn a lot more about them as the season goes on. I think I want to end on that D.C. United beat an Eastern Conference team and got all three points from them, and that's what matters the most in this league. You beat your conference mates and then you're in that first spot for the playoffs, or you're in a better spot for the playoffs. Undefeated in the East. The, the two yeah. nightcaps tonight, uh, Columbus at Seattle. That's at 10 p.m., which is past my bedtime, as is Vancouver uh, and the Galaxy. So a couple good games if I can stay awake late tonight. And tomorrow, the national TV games, Nashville, uh, their first road trip to Portland after the devastation in Nashville. Portland doing a great job with a, a bit of a fundraiser this week, some discounted tickets with proceeds going to Nashville. Yeah, a, a, a feel-good gesture by Portland, and, and you love to see it in this league. I mean, MLS culture was trending this week on Twitter, and we were talking about how quirky this league was, but you, you, you got to love it. It's, like, it's a big community that we have, right? Yeah, it sure is. And, and the final game tomorrow is Philadelphia at LAFC, and, and LAFC, I don't know. It's, it, Miami looked pretty good tonight. We did better, which is great. But it'll be interesting to see how L.A. looks uh, against a team that's expected to compete in the East. Yeah, you know, it's really tough to get a real feel for any of these teams coming in. You just come off training camp. You're playing real minutes for the first time in a while. You know, LAFC took care of business last weekend. You know, we'll see them hosting uh, we think is a fairly good Philly team tomorrow night, uh, MLS after dark there. But we'll uh, really won't have a feel for it for another couple of weeks. Yeah, and the only other game to talk about uh, is, it, is an exciting one close to home. Loudoun United kicking off their season uh, away to Philly Union 2, the newly renamed Philadelphia Union 2. And that's a game that kicks off here at just a couple minutes from now at the top of the hour. And both Nyman and Paredes getting the start for Loudoun. Yeah, I hope they tear it up. Uh, it's only good for DC United if those two guys get more minutes and, and get more exposure to the professional game. You know, they're... They're literally in their teens. Uh, I'd love to see them here at Audi Field, and that's where I'll leave it. Yeah, and, you know, Loudon can be such a, a resource, and it's something that we've looked for for a long time, having an opportunity to grow some of our talent and really see the future D.C. United players out there uh, playing in Loudon and Segra Field. You know, so we're really excited to see what they come out with and uh, hopefully get some of those guys uh, developing into players that can start for the ones. Well, we're leaving here all smiles tonight. Super exciting uh, for DC United to finally be uh, in the win column this year. That's three points at home against an Eastern Conference team. 
We're going to call the show. If you haven't yet, please follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Tried and True DCU. You can listen to us live on YouTube. Uh, that's Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast. We're live after every single match. Next week's show will be live. Uh, our first away game, it'll be live here somewhere in the district before the match, or excuse me, after the match, rather, uh, against FC Cincinnati. If you've got, want to join the show, got questions for us, use the hashtag TriedandTrueDCU throughout the week. Shoot us an email at TriedandTrueDCU at gmail.com. And, of course, if you'd like to advertise on the show or you know anybody that's interested in advertising on the show, we'd love to have you on. So shoot us an email, TriedandTrueDCU at gmail.com. Until next week, friends. DC United, the winners tonight, 2-1 at home over Inter-Miami, and we will talk to you real soon. Until then, vamos United. <laughs>